to Talk FX, where we promise to keep the conversation honest and real for our Fragile X community. We are a group of moms of Fragile X children, self-advocates, and full mutation carriers from Washington, Idaho, and Oregon, all on a mission to share our stories and experiences in the hopes of reaching more Fragile X families and creating more awareness of Fragile X syndrome. So with that in mind, let's jump right in to this week's episode of Talk FX. Hello everyone, my name is Nicole. Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. We're back after taking some time off and I'm really excited to jump back into things. Um, I'm joined with TalkFX team member, Kelsey. And on today's episode, we have a special guest um, who we're super excited about, Amy, who has a um, 10-year-old son with Fragile X Syndrome. We're really thrilled that she's joining us today and just um, giving us her time to share her son's diagnosis story as well as um other great really discussions that are in store so um thank you so much amy for being with us thanks for having me on um i'm excited as well i followed you guys and uh, it's just nice to connect with a community that gets it <laughs> of course yeah absolutely yes so why don't you start by sharing um, about your son and how old he was when he was diagnosed with fragile x absolutely so um i'm a single mom um, early days with my, my child. Um, his name is Jackson. We, um, we know we did everything together and I noticed, I guess pretty early on, you know, he wasn't reaching his milestones, uh, quite the same, but he eventually did, you know, when it came to the developmental, um, uh, delays, um, you know, he, he, he got it just a little bit late. So, uh, you know, after one pediatrician to another, um, you know, getting every test uh, done under the sun, um, you know, they were not able to say much. Uh, I'm in Canada also, and I do notice that there is a difference between how you guys um, early diagnose versus how we do. Um, it oh. wasn't it wasn't a genetic test that was ever done uh, until much later. So he was taken out of the autism spectrum twice. Um, through different tests and you know I was short of beating myself over the head of not getting answers when you know that there's something you know you fear you fear the worst but you hope for the best type of but you still know um yeah. and so he you know you understand and, and it was just uh, it was frustrating because uh with the speech delays uh, especially um i consider myself to have pretty good English so <laughs> um and, and in teaching and you know all the hands-on stuff uh the extra supports and this and that that were already in place for him uh it just wasn't uh, you know it just wasn't sitting well with me that we weren't getting some kind of answer as to, to as to what and why because we were doing everything uh, and and then some <laughs> so um about five years old he was when we were asked to go see a genetic specialist and of course that's where uh, i learned that he was uh, a full full mutation uh, fragile x so it was you know one of those days where you go oh, see i knew it <laughs> but yeah. also one of those you know moments, especially as a single mom, like what, what's ahead? Um, you know, not, uh, and I mean, he's 10 now, but even five years ago, there wasn't enough uh, research uh, behind 
the syndrome and, 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 you know, enough supports, at least locally, I was living in Toronto at the time, um, to, to, to really guide me, what do we do now? Um, so I, I did what every uh, single mom who's in shock does. I googled. <laughs> Of course, yeah. And looked for anything that I hadn't already been doing. And the one thing that stuck out actually came from Oprah and um, Dr. Oz. And they talked about this this doctor that was in the jungles of Brazil. uh, And he was this healing doctor. And so I hopped on a plane with my five-year-old son shortly after getting this diagnosis and flew 14 hours into the jungles of Brazil to go and see this doctor. Um, And and, I mean, it was such an experience. Um, You know, people are coming from all over the world uh, with different uh, disabilities, uh, obviously looking for healing to to great success, I'm sure some of them. Um, But for myself, I actually am a Christian and and it just didn't sit right with me from the time we traveled uh, into this remote, you know, tumbleweed kind of (laughs) remote village in these jungles. And I watched, I mean, we had to wear all white. Uh, it was very spiritual and it was very cult-like um, as we walked uh, the morning of, you know, going to meet this John of God uh, and maybe some <laughs> other people have heard of John of God. Um, we, we, wow. we went into this like trance-like ceremony. Anyways, long story short, uh, we left. Uh, <laughs> I, <Yeah>. thought, <laughs> I thought, you know, this is, this is his calling. This is what, you know, and, and I think that's when it actually hit me. Um, and, you know, you go through all the emotions. Um, I had them in Brazil alone, but, um, you know, uh, I, I, I think, you know, I was ready to do anything I could. And, and I obviously uh, went maybe a little bit above the extent of what you should. Um, but, um, you know, we, we came back and I was commissioned to, to, to roll with the punches, <laughs> whatever those may be. And, um, you know, we got actively involved with uh, some other supports that I hadn't considered, but um, were local and, <laughs> and uh, more traditional, of course. Wow. So. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing that. I, I want to kind of backtrack to what you said about um, how the the process of, of testing him um, was different in Canada. Um, can you explain what that difference was and what that process was a little more in detail? Well, I'm not sure, but I'm just what I what I've heard. I mean, from the community that uh, you know I follow with uh, the Fragile X families, I, I see that you guys do get an early diagnosis. So I'm not sure what we we do differently, um, having been through you know as I say the the autism testing. Um, there isn't a specific test for Fragile X other than genetic. And we don't, um, as you know, we're going through our pregnancies here in Canada, get tested for that. Um, genetic testing here in Canada is an elective. So you go and you, okay. if you're looking to do it, um, you know, if I had a breast cancer in my family history and I, and I wanted to, you know, early detect it, I would have to pay, I think it's something like $400 to take a genetic test. So that wasn't, mm-hmm. that didn't even, you know, dawn on me because um, not knowing anything about the syndrome or having anybody say it could be or, you know, nothing um, or, or that even in my family's um, history, did we have anybody that was remotely close to the, you know, traits that he's, you know, d- you know had and, and also developed? 
Um, so to know that I was a carrier then and <laughs> all of the impact of like, wow, I, I, I did this to him. And, you know, like all of it wasn't something that was ever uh, thought of on my yeah. side. Yeah. Well, um, you know, in, 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 in uh, like pregnancy testings here now, um, included in, in your, uh, uh, genetic testing when you're pregnant is, is fragile X. I just, I don't think people, many people see that when, when they're, um, you know, given their test results, but for example, you know, my, my best friend, when she had gotten pregnant, she, she got a genetic testing done and included in that was, was fragile X syndrome just, just because it was, you know, um, the test that can determine that, but she wasn't at, you know, um, she wasn't at risk for it or anything like that. But it, it's interesting though, um, how it is a little bit different and how you said it's more of an elective, mm-hmm. um, but okay. Well, thank you for, for kind of sharing that. Um, so, I think, uh, and to, and to be honest, I think if he had had autism, you know, because, uh, you know, from what I hear that, uh, you know, there's a high percentage of, of those that have fragile X that they also have autism. I think that mm-hmm. might have taken us down a different route. But because he was right. pulled from the spectrum initially, that was that was kind of that side of, you know, uh, observation that was ruled out. So I did right. it again. You know, I went to another doctor. <laughs> like this, yeah. this, this. And, and, and of wow. course, he, he didn't have it. But um, yeah, I think that that might have, you know, steered things in a different direction. But of course, um, and also, I will say that I think that a lot of uh, people that are diagnosed with autism may have fragile X. Um, so I think that because they're yeah. not doing the genetic testing, um, there may be many um, in Canada that just do not get the um, full diagnosis that they may have. Oh yeah, for sure. I well, I had a question. This is Kelsey, by the way. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Um, One question I wanted to ask you along the lines of like your diagnosis. um, And I know that with my family, we didn't know either that I was a carrier. How did your family react? Um, I know you're a single mom, but hopefully you have family close by. And how did how did they react to everything? Well, my mom was the first one to say, "Okay, well, I'll go. You know, I'll go take the test myself." Um, you know, my sister's much younger than I am and uh, just kind of, you know, family planning. It would be good to know if it was coming from, from my mother's side or my father's side. Um, so she, she came up negative and, and I mean, the way things work, she should have, I realized that it would have come from, from my father's side. Um, so he didn't get, uh, the testing. Um, so just really just letting, um, my cousins and, and everyone know, um, is about as far as they went to, to maybe, you know, identify the source, I suppose. But, um, yeah, that's, but I, I've had full, full support above and beyond, um, more so recently, uh, making a move back to Niagara Falls, which is my hometown. Um, so after 10 years of kind of doing it on my own in Toronto, um, just before, COVID, uh, we made the move to come down to Niagara and my mom homeschools um, Jackson uh, full time. So um, it goes from like wow. zero kind of support <laughs> to, to I don't even see him uh, some weekdays when he stays over Aww. at, the, you know, the Grammy and Grandpa's, which is six minutes away. So we're not, <laughs> but uh, yeah, oh, it's, been, awesome. it's been night and day. That's so good. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, was your... 
extended family kind of you said your your cousins getting a hold of them and such um were they fairly receptive or were were they more closed off i know my family um my extended family was very we don't want anything to do with this we don't understand kind of thing and I, i think a lot of people don't really think that it affects them until they know the extent of how genetics work and along the lines and they really have to be receptive to listen to that information so how did they react um i would think, specifically like yeah and, and that's you make a good point um i think that they didn't want to know uh i think that there was a bit of denial right. there like it could happen to them or you know their offspring oh, totally. and um, so short of just maybe not even listening to, to, to what I knew about, you know, Jackson and, you know, Fragile X in general, um, I think it kind of went in one ear and out the other. And I think even to this day, uh, when they see him, you know, some, some days and, and you guys can attest to, you know, good days and bad days, you know, some days he's spot on and right. you think like, oh my gosh, you know, like where, where was that in your, your toolbox of like, you know, whatever's going through your head that you could just, you know, so, so fluent and, and on top. And then other days, it's like, wow, if they could only see this now. Um, so, so I think that, uh, you know, it's just really, we're, we're disconnected enough that uh, what they want to know, they, they, they do and what they don't, they just kind of close off to. Yeah. Unfortunately, that seems to be um, pretty standard. I'm realizing with, with this um, specific syndrome, it's, um, and, and I think a lot of situations, that's just life, you know, if it if it doesn't directly affect that person, you know, it's hard to be receptive of said information. But it sounds like you've gone through such great lengths for your son. I mean, flying all the way to Brazil. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just a little cult journey. <laughs> you know, COVID and everything, things can definitely look a lot different as far as um, receiving supports right now for your son. But um, is is uh, he currently just being homeschooled by your mom? Yes. Or does he receive any sort of um, support like, you know, uh, ABA speech or anything like that, that he's getting receiving virtually, or, um, even if he was receiving it younger in his life, um, I'd love to hear like how that, uh, helped him as well, um, or is currently helping. Yeah. Well, we've had all sorts of programming. So, I mean, at one point, um, you know, we went into the public school system initially, um, and I didn't like the school so much. So we switched to another school, um, and where there was not only more teacher supports, he had a one-to-one, uh, that would walk around with him all day. And, uh, so that was great. Grade one, uh, and two, he was, he was, you know, um, I would say, you know, kind of thriving in that, that social setting. Um, we took some after school tutoring um, and I had respite care. So for, you know, the, he was in beavers, we were doing swimming lessons. He had a packed schedule. So, you know, that was, that was fine when I could kind of gear him towards, this is what we're doing. Um, and then I would say, as he kind of developed more of a mind of his own, <laughs> that would be a lot more, <laughs> lot more challenging. Um, so I put him into a private school, uh, for special needs and, 
I, I will say I was very disappointed, <laughs> very oh. disappointed. Um, you know, and, and somebody said it to me once and I, I, it's always stuck out with me, you know, like our children, if you, if you consider them all shapes, because, you know, no symptom or no syndrome is, is ever the same as, as the other uh, one who may have it. Um, you know, so yours might be a star and mine might be a triangle. And the teachers were trying to put them all into that same box, um, so they had a way of teaching that just because they were all special needs, that this is the way they were taught. And, and I think the star should be taught like the star needs to be learned and same for the triangle. And, yeah. and so, so I was really disappointed. Um, so we went back into the public school system and, uh, that was his, his grade three year last year. And we, um, we were only, you know, two months into the school year and I realized with his kind of aging, um, and, and those who knew him, um, which is a shame because I'm sure when they, you know, grow up and mature and ever knew if they look back kind of the impact, um, their behavior had on my son, um, you know, they were kind of, uh, it's the recess hour and whatnot, uh, teasing and bullying but not knowingly you know I, I think that they would ask him to do things because they knew he would um, and they put him in some situations where you know definitely he'd be the one that should get in trouble but they wouldn't of course because you know the teachers knew so I, I didn't like the, the catering and coddling that the teachers had to do to kind of manipulate his comfort level um, and, 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 you know, he, he's very empathetic. Um, and so he, you know, and, and he would come home and he would just be, you know, kind of just broken down. So, so that's when I made the move to Niagara for, for the homeschooling. So here, um, we did have prior to COVID, um, you know, uh, uh, learning development programs. Um, so his reading, uh, and writing was one that we were doing, uh, you know, off, off, off site. And so, uh, that was going well, but that's shut down. And we were, you know, doing the Special Olympics programs for swimming. He was supposed to be doing bowling this season, and all of that's kind of come to a, come to a close. Um, Speech-wise, uh, we always had a speech therapist. She followed him from two years old uh, right up until the time we left. Uh, but I will say that I don't feel that he needs one anymore. He's uh, pretty articulate. He's got a good vocabulary. So um, I'm That's very, awesome. very grateful for that. Um, so, yeah, I think that, um, you know, we'd be looking to get back into hippotherapy once we can, which is on the horses, and uh, doing the speech at the Aww. same time. I think they're just those skills and working with, um, you know, uh, um, the equestrian programs uh, would be really good for him. Um, but I think, um, you know, the virtual, it's tough uh, because he's got the attention yeah. span of a flea. And <laughs> unless you're, 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 you know, and, and he really does well with the one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, I, my mom has uh, developed him leaps and bounds um, more than the school system did. I, and I, and I, and I praise her because I just don't have that patience. Um, and and I, I, I didn't have any patience prior to having Jackson. I will say that. So I've come a long way, <laughs> but yeah, we all have. <laughs> that's how I feel too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, he's Definitely. taught me so much, uh, just kind of grounding myself and, and yeah, uh, seeing outside of the box, I suppose. But uh, my mom's a saint and, uh, you know, he's just successfully yeah, completed his grade one. Uh, he's grade four now, but he's uh, completed his grade one math and reading, um, which I just say amen to you because, um, you know, he's done that program four times. <laughs> so, uh, wow. you know, we, we're, yeah. we're seeing some progress finally uh, in that area, uh, which is encouraging. 
teaching and, and, you know, with his other subjects, he's actually at grade level. So for his, you know, history and stuff, yeah, he's, wow. he's learning the curriculum that they are in school. So, um, you know, it's great. Uh, so I've added some extracurricular um, because, you know, actually he's gaining a little bit of weight without the swimming and everything else. So, um, <laughs> oh, well, I am too. So. <laughs> well, he doesn't, he doesn't have a filter. Um, he loves food and he will just keep on eating. I, I swear he would pop before he says no. So, um, you know, we've had to be really mindful of that because of course, him being home all the time, it's a little bit closer to, you know, the, the cupboards and everything else. So, um, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> For us all, I know. Um, but we're doing, uh, some, some, pretty cool stuff throughout school uh outschool.com is um got all sorts of programs and um so we started last week um a pop dances for uh kids with autism so i just put him in a program that he would at least have uh, an adaptive setting and uh he enjoyed it i mean he didn't follow the- is that the video yeah. that i saw yeah oh, I yeah he's uh yeah well he's he's really likes to be in front of uh the camera however if I was to put him in front of other people in front of that camera he could never do it in a million years so so he's developed this like character he does he does characters actually he's got um he does impressions and he's quite funny Um, so I'm 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 encouraging it because you know you never know where our kids are going to be and what they're going to do and um if he is taking an interest in something I'm the first one to say run with it so uh building him a little studio here in the house and the next course he takes is how to be a YouTuber um and then he's taking some voice lessons as well in January so all of that I will let you know how how it pans out yeah yeah wow that's Um, awesome well, I have, um, oh. uh, as, as you watched your son obviously grow up, what were some um, development stones that he reached pretty quickly? And what were some that you feel, you know, maybe took him a little bit uh, more of time? Um, because obviously it sounds like he's doing great in school and that's so cool um, and very encouraging for families to hear um, but I just wanted to kind of go a little more in depth on that, if you would. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, 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 like I say, I bless my mom for for what she's doing. Um, I don't get the same response, so it, it really, you know, what he's what he's done. It comes and it goes. And I don't remember where I heard it, but it was some fragile X uh, person who was talking years ago and, and said, you know, you got a picture uh, like a toolbox and you've got all these tools in this toolbox and you, you go to reach in. And as a cognitive individual, if you're asked to get a hammer, you reach in and you grab that hammer. And then for children or, or adults with fragile legs, you ask them for that same thing. And even though they know where that hammer is and what a hammer is, they still m- might pick up the screwdriver and be like, oh, that's interesting. And, you know, there's a tape measure and, and everything else. And, and, and they explain this as a way to, for us to understand what, you know, these kids and these adults go through in their minds when they're asked something. So even though they might have that right answer there at the tip of their tongue, something else comes out. And so I found like with his, with his learning and his development, he knew the answers. It was just a matter of getting to them. So, so I, 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 I see, you know, that he has come so far, but it goes away just as quickly as it came. So, um, you know, we've reached heights and then it's like, 
not regression, but it's just like lost um, for a bit. So I will say that, you know, because we're making progress, but is it consistent? No. Um, with his, you know, other, you know, things, I would say uh, riding a bike, we're, we're still not there. Even he couldn't, he couldn't pedal forward for the longest time. We finally got pedaling forward, but he's very scared to, to take that, you know, uh, those wheels off. So, so I would say he's a little bit, um, you know, delayed in that area. Um, I would say where he kind of went ahead of the curve, he was hopping before he walked, um, mm. <laughs> which, you know, he was about 15 months, I would say. So just uh, shy of a year and a half. Uh, before he started to walk. Wow. And I, you know, and, and we were in like those early years programs. And so I'm watching all his like peers, you know, get up there and they were running and I'm like, Jackson, like, come on, buddy, you know, because he would stand in one place and he would just hop, which is kind of a skill of your, your cognitive individual that comes after walking. So, so, yeah, you know, everything's right. been kind of just at his own time and, um, and that's fine. Um, he swims. Um, so that's, that's been exciting and to watch him in the water, um, you know, kind of, uh, fearlessly, uh, maybe a bit too much because of his impulse control, <laughs> which <laughs> lacks <laughs> hugely. Um, but I think, you know, where, where, where we struggle still is, is the social because the conversations aren't always, you know, um, where you need them to be, to have a, a proper conversation. As I say, you know, he he knows how to say things and he knows what should be said, but something else might be more important to him, like talking like Donald Duck and, you know, explaining a story from well, that's the other day, that. you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I love that example you gave of the toolbox. And that's so true because it doesn't mean that what they do instead is, is wrong. It just means they have a different idea. Like they, they internalize what you ask them to do, but they don't always do that exact thing, which no. I think, you know, in a lot of uh, other fragile X families that I've spoken with, um, you know, I've heard a lot of different perspectives on that sort of idea that, you know, even if they do something different, it's still great that, you know, for one, you're engaging them, but um, you almost like, like, I think you said, you have to think like, you know, what, what they would you know respond with um yeah. in their mindset and so meeting them where they're at yeah um but i just love that and i love that he loves to swim because that's something i'm missing right now <laughs> um but that's so great and it's a great form of exercise oh my goodness yeah forget going for jogs i would just rather swim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's been uh it's been really good you know that at least he's taken to to something um and we've you know we've done the we didn't do hockey but he is skating uh, and that took a long time so last year was the first year that wow. he kind of went off on his own on the ice and held a stick and he has no idea which you know net it goes in or would ever learn the rules of this game yes. um but <laughs> but he's enjoyed himself kind of pretending uh and I think That's that great. his imagination has um, been so much so that he thrives in the way that he is able to adapt in situations because he'll just you know do things the way that he feels like it and um he's been a bit naive to maybe how that looks 
um, which we're working on as he, you know, gets uh, kind of into, well, he is in the double digits, but getting closer to those teenage years where, you know, it's, uh, you can't just do what you want, um, even right. though it might be acceptable. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't look right. Um, and I will say that, you know, I, I've given myself um, a lot more, you know, patience through not getting frustrated over the things he cannot control. And, and that's right. hard to explain to other people, of course, as like, he really, he can't control that, you know, when he gets into a repetition mode, for instance, um, I know that he doesn't want to keep saying something because I've looked at him a dozen times with the mom glare and said like don't you dare but he he cannot (laughs) help himself you know it just it blurts out and so um I I've been able to ground myself in those type of frustrations but I don't give him the benefit of the doubt when it comes to safety um you know and I and I will say you know like there there's a lot of frustration that comes out of um telling a child to do something that won't will 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 react badly um and then they still don't get it that um you know he gets in trouble for those things and and I don't give him the the cop out um you can't control yourself when it comes to to things where right um you better find that in your toolbox (laughs) young man you know better you know what are some um how what are some ways that you you get your son in uh engaged in new activities or you know activities that you know aren't his favorite but you would like him to uh practice well it may sound bad but i i do the devil's advocate thing and i um (laughs) i tell him he can't well i guess you can't do this then well i'll just go ahead and do it myself then okay all right well there's other children (laughs) that would want to play with me or you know and and i (laughs) I, I kind of position it like he's made the choice himself um, because, <laughs> because, you know, that that's what's worked for, for him is, you know, like Jackson, don't smile, you know, uh, for picture taking. And then, of course, you've got this big goofy grin. Um, <laughs> so so that's kind of just um, making it manipulating, I guess, uh, how we're going to entertain it. Um, or there's times where I just put my foot down and like, we're doing this. This is beauty. Like, I didn't ask you a question. So you can't tell me no. I'm telling you, this is what we're doing. So mm-hmm. um, I guess maybe just even just the firmness. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and because he obviously understands it as well and he responds to it. So, yeah. you know, you know what works best for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I would. <laughs> well, sure. I have a question. Yeah. So along the lines of that, like I know with my son, he has a lot of uh, what I think are anxiety outbursts where um, his sensory system is just completely thrown off. So along the lines of that whole toolbox thing, um, but in a different sense, my sense therapist always says like, okay, what tools do we have in our, our sensory toolbox? So it, when your son gets overwhelmed, what are some things that you use to help him? Is it um, like physical things or um, just just what are your tools that you use That's for his a great question diet? because I think it's changed over the years. Um, you know, I, I think that when he was younger, maybe out of embarrassment, maybe out of, you know, I, I, I didn't really know what to do. I don't know what it was, but if we went to like a live show or, or something of those sorts, I would just leave. I'd almost go into panic mode myself. Like, Oh my God, like I got to get out of here. Like I got this, I can't yeah. deal with this. Um, you know, and other times I just break down and cry myself, which <laughs> him being so empathetic, um, yeah. you know, would change things because now of a sudden he's made me cry. And, and so, you know, saying, you know, this really hurts mommy rather than I'm upset. 
um, seem to work for, you know, maybe that like four-year-old to, to seven-year-old time is really just let him know how I was feeling. And then praising him, of course, like mommy's so happy when things went the other way, um, just to remind him that this is, you know, because if he, if he gravitates towards that, then making mommy happy is what he wants to do. Um, you know, now, now I let him have a moment. And, and he'll be the first one to self-regulate. And I am very proud of him for this is, is, is he'll recognize in himself. I need a minute. I need a minute. He'll say, and, uh, it, and it's not a minute. Um, it might, you know, he just, he takes some time for himself and comes back and he can regroup for the longest time. He couldn't say, I'm sorry. He just absolutely wouldn't even say the words. Um, and I thought it was very clever because he would find so many other ways to go around saying, I'm sorry, almost saying the same thing, but just not the words. And, 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 and now he almost overdoes it because he can see that, okay, well, this, this situation's over. If I just, so it's funny how he can kind of manipulate uh, things um, as well. Um, but um, yeah, he, he's takes, he takes moments um, for himself uh, when he's overwhelmed. Um, but I know obviously where these uh, outbursts may take place. So we, we just, we do all things to, to avoid it. But I, I will say that, I mean, I've, I've been pushed to the limit. I almost left him in Epcot. <laughs> We we were halfway oh, around the world, uh, just the two of us. We went, um, and, and this was uh, the, actually the year after his diagnosis. So again, it was it was early days, um, and it, we had one of those like major outbursts, anxiety overload. He wanted sushi. We were so close to Japan, you know how Epcot is. So we're halfway around the world, and 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 my my first go to is, well, I'll just leave you here, and I you know because I, I remember that as a kid, you know. <laughs> my parents saying the same thing is like, well, yeah, I guess you're finding right. your own way home, you know? And, and that went so badly yeah. because he, 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 he really thought I would. Um, so I will say that that, that was oh, one learning God. experience that, uh, you know, that that's not, that's what not to do. <laughs> Duly noted. Yeah. Duly noted. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> um, so I want to also kind of talk about, I know that you had briefly mentioned a little bit um, of, you know, the unfortunate uh, bullying that, that, that you um, uh, saw take place for your son mm-hmm. when he was in school. Um, I guess I, uh, what I think that, you know, obviously I think for most families right now, um, they are, you know, doing virtual learning or um, something of that sort. But um, I think that it's a great topic to um, to uh, acknowledge because I think that families have different perspectives on it. Just because, you know, um, each kid is each child each if I can talk each child is on a you know different. Um, uh, spectrum for fragile X and you know some are more aware um, that others are treating them differently and some um, don't necessarily see it yeah. and so um, what is your kind of perspective on uh, the the bullying um, and if and if there's other families that you know are listening 
um, right now that, that have experienced that with their child, um, what would you want to share to them about, about Well, it? there's a few things. So, you know, entering a new school in a new environment, I actually went before he did into the school um, and not only taught the teachers and the faculty about Fragile X um, and, and kind of what I knew and what I could pass on. Um, I, I, I sent notes home with the children his first day, um, you know, a little, little, you know, chocolate. Hi, I'm Jackson. And, um, you know, and I kind of described from, from his words or his, his, his kind of, you know, I'm new and this may happen and I don't mean to, and, you know, kind of, you know, wrote it in a way that hopefully those parents, because, you know, going home with the children, you would expect, you know, grade one, two, uh, (laughs) class, they would take you know, chocolates home to their parents, and then they would have that note read aloud um, for the parents to say, maybe, you know, take him under your wing um, at recess. And hey, you, you you may be well ahead of this child when it comes to learning, but he's, he's still got a heart and he's still human. And, and um, if you could just, you know, uh, be compassionate uh, towards those differences, because it's different, not less, um, his disability. And so I, I found it really mm-hmm. important to connect with the community um, and, and make them aware um and and so everybody knew and so i i think that that was that was really um rewarding um but when it came to the bullying and and perhaps maybe those forgotten years because you know time had passed and you know they 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 knew him well enough that uh you know kids will be kids um i went into the school and talked to the students myself um Mm -hmm. and, and reminded them you know uh, and I did this um, actually with his beaver unit. There was there was one child there that would, uh, you know, very noticeably um, stand up and move somewhere else if my son was nearby. And when I say nearby, I mean, he, he has no spatial recognition. So he gets close. <laughs> You know, he's, he's right there. Um, You know, so I I can understand that uncomfort level, I guess that the child was probably going through, but it was almost mean. Um, And, and, you know, in all these circumstances and and situations, I just reminded them, like, you have things that Jackson does not, um, but he still has the same heart. And he's still a person. And so you have to, to recognize that you are the leader in, in situations. And if you want to be a leader, then that's not how you behave. Um, and, mm-hmm. and so I don't know, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I, luckily, I was a leader in those, those, those environments where it was okay to have those conversations. I don't know that it's appropriate everywhere um, to kind of be that, that parent and, and, you know, telling others how to, to kind of you know, parent or, or how children should behave or anyways, but, um, he, my son knows that he is different, uh, in many ways. And he now, um, because he, he, well, he understands fraudulent X as a, as a, as a word, I think, um, I don't think we've really talked about what it is because it is him as far as he knows. And, and that's it. Um, we have other, you know, friends that have, uh, we've met over the years that have fragile X and they're also different. I don't, I don't think he buckets it as anything other than, you know, they all have. And so he'll say, he's like, I have special needs, you know, and I, I have, I have a disability. Um, he comes on 
we've been doing this uh, kids in the kitchen. He really, he's very domesticated. And maybe that's because I'm a single mom and he thinks he's the man of the house, whatever. Um, but he, he really likes to, to cook. And so we were doing a, a live stream and, and he's so funny. Um, he's got a little bit of a following. Um, and, and so I, I see that he really, you know, the, the older um, people and I, I'm talking even like you know seniors he he really connects with um, and so you know on the opposite side of bullying he he knows where he fits and so mm-hmm. I think he he can see from the outside looking in where good environments or where you know maybe he'll be well received will be um, and avoids the other places um, even though you know the skate park looks really fun and oh First, you will not be able to skateboard. And second, you know, those kids are about teenagers. You're not going to go over there. And now he gets it. You know, he, he, he will, he'll look me outside and he'll wait until those older boys are, are off the skateboard. And he'll go and he'll sit on his skateboard and go down the ramps, you know. But he, he's, he's able to, to kind of recognize um, where maybe problems will, will arise. And, I, again, I think he's a little naive to the ones that, uh, you know, say whatever behind his back or um, – we've been fortunate we've had the same uh group of friends because i met them in mommy group when i was you know he was like barely holding his head up uh straight and and everything else you know uh it was more about the moms but we've continued to connect for birthdays and uh functions uh for the past 10 years so he's got his core kind of three uh solid friends that you know have obviously over the years grown leaps and bounds um academically um but they they're so patient with him and and i choke me up because um you know i was so grateful to have uh those people in his life um even though they're not you know his peers in school and uh seeing him on a regular it's just that that safety that comfort for him that i i think that they all need you know absolutely well thank you so much for sharing um kelsey did you have uh any last uh questions for amy Um, I don't, um, well, maybe a quick, uh, scan over what potty training was like for you guys. I, my son's four, so I, I feel like we're quite a ways off from doing that, but, um, um when was, was your son potty just trained? Just at the end of three, I believe. Um, that, yeah, that, that was, that wasn't, wow. um, that wasn't too bad. Um, I think that he was well, that again, that was one of those developmental things that he was, he was pretty in line with where he could or should be. Um, hasn't had any accidents. He's always slept very well. Uh, I think that, you know, like on the severe side of things, his oh hyperactivity, um, you know, and his focus, um, and then that anxiety at, uh, you know, six and seven, I would say those were, those were paramount, uh, for me to control. Um, and I know that medicinally, uh, you know, Western Pharma, you know, prescribe, prescribe, prescribe. Um, by the time he was like seven, um, they were ready to offer him Prozac. And I just said, like, this is ridiculous. Like, we were already at the most maximum dose of um, Vyvanse and we'd done the Ritalin. And, um, you know, the side effects from from both of those um, were worse than actually just dealing with, you know, his <laughs> hyperactivity and inability. And I, and I knew this was affecting his learning, right? Because when you can't focus, how can you can really retain any kind of information or, or sit and learn? 
Um, so, so, so I know this kind of steered in a different direction, but I, I do want to say it because I found such success and I do advocate, uh, in, um, the cannabis circle. Uh, my son was one of the first, uh, prescriptions for pediatric cannabis in Canada. And yeah, we, it took us a wow, year to get awesome. off of the Western pharma and kind of slowly go, uh, through to, you know, the CBD side of things. And he's a hundred percent, uh, holistic health now, um, you know, taking CBD daily. Um, and I do believe that all of the stuff and all the, the success that we've had in these past, you know, two, three years, uh, really comes from that focus and that clarity that he's got. So I will just, so, you know, kind of plug that in there because I know so many struggle with like what to take and what to do and, um, it's, it's a, it's a tough one yes, right? when you can see yes, that there could exactly. be so many what ifs, uh, by taking it and the, but you just want to kind of help them, you know, and it's hard to, to know what works when they can't sometimes even tell you. Right. So. Of course. Yeah. Well, and I, I appreciate that, um, recommendation too, just because, uh, that's kind of how it is with my son being four. I mean, we've got him on a, a sleeping medication and then we started some, Zoloft and I honestly don't see a difference with the Zoloft but now they want to put him on ADHD medication and for his hyperactivity and I just think that uh, you know CBD might be something worth trying for him I- I've heard a lot of other really good things so that's Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I look at the long-term so well effects too, and I think with any of these Western farmers, not only are the side effects um, sometimes like uh, detrimental um, to progress, but um, they're addictive. Um, and, you know, like I say, it took a year to come off of those right, things exactly. because it's not safe just to pull the plug and say, well, this isn't working. I'm going to try something else. Um, so I think the, the, the safety efficacy is, is, is something to consider as they get older because they're at these maximum doses and they can't live without it. Um, whereas with this natural kind of solution that we found. And it is, again, uh, a little bit black and white uh, as the way you guys do things and the way we do things in Canada, because um, we are actually getting it from the cannabis plant, uh, whereas you guys are hemp derived. So the medicinal is not the same. Um, so if some mm-hmm. parent that's maybe listening is going and saying, well, well I'm going to try a hemp, hemp derived um, formulation for my for my child, um, that's not necessarily going to do anything um, uh, because hemp. It, you know, it's, it's, it's nice, but it's not uh, got the medicinal benefits that the cannabis plant does. So this is why you guys are, uh, you know, with the farm bill being passed that you can get CBD anywhere. We cannot in Canada. Um, it has to be prescribed. So as I say, we were one of those first prescriptions. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of no. kind of loopholes and, and then there's a lot of challenges to, to kind of getting what you need. Um, so I would say always, you know, see a physician. Yeah, thank you for sharing that that difference. Wow, though. Cool. Um, that's that's definitely important for people to recognize um, for sure. And I actually didn't um, think about uh, CBD before. Um, I know that that um, it has been considered for different families, you know, in the fragile X community. But I wasn't sure how many were were um, attempting to try it. And I wasn't sure what the success rate was or anything like that. But that's so great to hear that um, it's something that's working for your son. And, you know, he's not receiving all of those crazy, you know, side effects from all those other things that he was trying. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. <laughs> nothing nothing but positive uh 
to say about that. I mean, I, I, I also uh, went through my own stuff. And so uh, we're both a CBD family, um, which gives, uh, you know, uh, us a, a different story, not just being kind of blanketed as the Fragile X family. So, um, you right. know, it's, uh, it's kind of changed our, our, our dynamic and our, our what we can do uh, together. Um, and I think that, uh, yeah, we're spearheading something that's a little bit unknown and um, that's exciting. Yeah, of course. Um, well, thank yeah, you definitely. For, for everything that you've uh, covered with us today. I feel like we've... Thanks for tuning in to Talk FX. We hope you've left this episode feeling encouraged and knowing you're not alone on this journey with Fragile X. It is our mission to provide resources, support, and encouragement to our listeners. Whether you are a mom of Fragile X children, a self-advocate, or a full mutation carrier, this podcast is for you. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Talk Fragile X. You can tune in to the latest episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Thank you.